Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Art Talk Live. Thank you for joining us again at KZUM, KZUM.org, or 89.3 FM. We appreciate your patronage and hope that you continue to come back and check in with us about artists and what artists do and learn about the life and work of Noya's artists. I'm Lynette Fast from Noya's Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street, and I really enjoy listening to artists and hearing their stories about their life, and I hope that uh, you are fulfilled by that also. Get a few tips here and there, right? <laughs> okay, so as we uh, get going here today, we do have Carissa Bettendorf with us, and she is an illustrator and a member from Noyes for quite some time. I'm excited to check in with her and see where she's at with uh, new developments and what's going on with uh, her career. She is a book illustrator, children's book illustrator and writer, and also um, sells illustrations in the gallery. Well, Carissa, welcome to Art Talk Live. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Lynette. I'm excited to be here. Well, glad to have you. And as you uh, might remember, I opened my interviews by asking you to share the time when you first remember thinking of yourself as an artist. Yeah, I think I was probably around five years old. I was always drawing and I always had these visions of creative things I wanted to do and I remember the adults in my family, there were no artists in my family, but the adults always looking at my work and saying, that's really good. And hmm. I think that affirmation and combined with like my love of creating stuff is really what formed me at a very young age, this idea of me being an artist. And that support from family is always such a great first boost, isn't it? Mm -hmm, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, go ahead. Introduce yourself. You've uh, mentioned your family and the importance of that as you were growing up. Tell us about um, who you know and what you do and where you live and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So um, I live here in Lincoln. I grew up in and around Lincoln, so I'm a Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska native. And um, right now I am married and have we have a second grader a little boy who keeps us very very busy and we uh, both my husband and I also work for Lincoln Public Schools so we are just very invested in the community and in our lives here um, my husband moved here from Norfolk for college and has been here ever since so we have family, um, siblings, parents, and friends all around us, which is just a wonderful way to live in the community and be a part of everything. So I work um, part-time for LPS. My husband's a, a high school teacher, so we work full-time, obviously, and I work part-time in one of the school cafeterias, which is a really great way to get out in the community and like get to know a lot of the children. Um, and they actually inspire a lot of the art I do 
um, for my calendar every year featuring yeah. children. So I get a lot of inspiration from them. And then I also own my own business called Karis Fine Arts. And I've been part of Noise Art Gallery for, gosh, I lost track, 11 or 12 years now, I think. It's been a long time. So I have a studio here in my home and then participate in shows at Noise and have some work hanging up there and do a lot of commissions and book illustration, as you mentioned. Busy, busy. Yes, always. <laughs> well, you mentioned, um, you know, the illustrations and children being an important subject and and storytelling uh, part of your work. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a particular illustration or something you're working on right now that would be fun for us to hear about? Yeah, actually, uh, my older brother recently wrote a children's book. It's his first time being published, although he's been writing for many years. And he, for his entire career, has been working in child development. So he has a lot of experience with young children, too. So he wrote a book called Remy the Lonely Dragon and asked me if I would illustrate it, which I was so excited to do. Um, so that would be my eighth illustration job, I believe, of published work. Mm -hmm. And... Henderson Publishing, which is a local children and middle grade publishing company, picked up the book. So it is actually slated to come out later this month or early in February. And it's just the sweetest story about a little dragon who lives all alone and he can't find any friends who understand him and understand the things that he likes to do. So it's about his search for friendship. Beautiful. And the little dragon, then you got to develop what the character looks like from what your brother wrote? Yes, I actually love the, the cooperation interaction between being an artist and the author of a book um, because they come to me with their vision and these characters, usually by the time they talk to me, these characters are very important and meaningful to them. Um, and so I will read their work and then get a feeling from it as to like, oh, what is this character like? What is the intended audience? Um, do we want something that's more serious? Do you want some illustrations that look more playful? Where are we going with that? And then I'll usually communicate back and forth with the author about my vision. Um, my process usually is to talk back and forth until I have a good idea of what I want to create. And then I do my sketches and let them look over the sketches before I start to paint. Because once I do primarily watercolor, once you start painting, there's not a lot of changes you can make without starting over. Mm -hmm. um, so it really is a cooperative endeavor. And that's one of my chief joys in it is bringing the author's vision to life. And adding in sort of my own vision as a visual artist to the words that they've created and making this collaborative project that just turns into so much more than it would be if just one of us was doing it. Mm -hmm. You, uh, you enjoy that flexibility, uh, I guess you might say. And, and that's a hard component in working in art and working for someone else. Uh, you know, trying to emulate and represent their ideas uh, yes. isn't something that all artists enjoy or right. want to be a part of. And uh, you're talking about how 
how enlightening and and how joyful that is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it did take me a while to get to that point when I first started showing art at Noise and really seeing myself as not just an artist but a professional artist. I really avoided commissions a lot because it was so intimidating to try to figure out what people wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took me a while to kind of start walking into that area. But as my confidence grew, my confidence in my ability, I really found that I seemed to have an ability to empathize with what the author or the person um, asking for the commission is really looking for mm-hmm. and bring that vision to life. And it, it is very life-giving to me to be able to do that. Um, it also helps that I have a pretty large body of work at this point, having been a professional artist for over a decade. So people can look at my work. And so I know that they kind of know visually what to expect. And that really helps me feel a lot more comfortable with creating other people's ideas. And you get to bring your own little style and approach to it that, and they respect that. Uh, They're not looking for you to do a completely different thing. Exactly. I think um, I've been really blessed so far with the authors that I've worked with. They've been very receptive of my ideas and my style and very, very affirming. I think if I got into a situation with someone who was, um, who didn't really like what I was putting out, that would just be an indication to me that they probably needed a different illustrator. Um, mm-hmm. Because in my experience, working with people has been very fluid and very comfortable. And that always tells me, okay, this is a good fit. This is the right direction to go with the story or this commission. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, you're talking about your strength as having a portfolio and and people looking at that and wanting what they see there and right. and as a as an artist starting out it's hard to have you know a particular yes. set and style like you said it took you a decade to mm-hmm. put together mm-hmm. works that really represent who you are and what you do Definitely. and also the ability for someone to trust you to you know, yes. bring their story into it. So that's yes. pretty neat, Carissa. That yeah, is pretty neat. Glad to hear that. So as you are uh, working here, you're talking a lot about, you know, the, your mission and your creative process, I suppose you might say. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Tell us more about the watercolors and what they look like. What is your style? So I, I have quite, kind of a range in my style. But I do primarily watercolor, um, which lends itself to a certain kind of atmospheric effect. Watercolor, if you've never worked with it, is very fluid and it's very transparent. So it's great at portraying uh, light and color. Um, So I work primarily with watercolor. I do a lot of um, more like... I don't know, stylized characters. So for instance, um, for the last five years, I put out a calendar and the calendar every month is a a new picture I've painted and it's of a child or children. And they, you know, they're, they're more of like an illustrative technique where they have like the big eyes and the, the small bodies and everything. So I have kind of that technique, which I have brought into some of my book illustrating 
And then I have more of a realistic style that I can go to as well. So for instance, um, I've done quite a few house portraits so far, people who have houses that are meaningful to them and they're selling them or they just want something to remember them by. And those are more, um, more of a representative style that brings in the, the specific details of what that house actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also done a lot of portraits that are more realistic and then some that are really fun too. I know one of the things I did was like a spirit animal family portrait where people would tell me uh, what animal they think different family members represented and I would make this cute little painting of this group of little animals, a panda mom and a giraffe dad and like a little wolf cub kid and stuff like that. So um, those are kind of the directions I usually go with it. And uh, people can tell me if they come to me for a portrait or a commission or illustration job, what they're kind of seeing. And then we can work on that together to bring uh, the perfect feeling for that, for whatever the purpose for that piece is. Mm-hmm. I I see your your style also takes me into older children's illustration mm-hmm. maybe some beatrix potter ish mm-hmm. uh are there other are there people artists illustrators along the way that have inspired you definitely so you mentioned beatrix potter she is one of my first primary inspirations as a woman who did watercolor of anthropomorphized animals, which is something I've been drawing since I was five years old, these little creatures that are, you know, pouring tea or picking flowers or things like that. Um, And just her success as a children's book author and illustrator has always really inspired me. Um, I've also really been influenced by Ernest Shepard's art. He was the original illustrator for Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. And I love his whimsical style. Um, there's there's other authors and artists along the way that have really inspired me. Um, I really love the Flower Fairies. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but they were a series... Um, probably about 60 or 70 years ago, this artist illustrated little fairies for each different tree and flower. And those have been Mm -hmm. very inspirational Mm -hmm. for me as well. Mm -hmm. All of that, uh, playful, fantasy, whimsical, Mm -hmm. um, even a little mysterious. Uh, those are good descriptors of your work. Uh, very uh, beautiful, beautiful, and soft. And every time I look at your work, I I feel the gentle, loving care. And, you know, it's in the characters, it's in the style, it's in the flow of the paint. Um, it's always there. Yeah, very much. Very descriptive of maybe who you are, too. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like my, my mission as an artist and even more as a human in this world, is I want to bring hope to people. We live in very difficult times where we hear about so much that can be very discouraging. And kind of my mantra that I've developed over the last couple decades is love wins. Mm -hmm. And that idea that no matter what's going on, loving action and a loving heart are always the best choice, always the right choice. And in the end, we can have faith that those things are going to, um, 
they're going to be victorious over the hurt and pain that we experience in our lives. So I hope with my art to bring a feeling of that to people to give them a little bit of light and encouragement in their days. Beautiful. Well, you have uh, really created a good message for us here about your work and the the work that you do, you know, if someone would want to have children, animals, you mentioned a house portrait. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got your calendars. You've got your books available. Uh, you can do realistic portraits. I've even seen uh, on your pages when I follow that you do uh, like wedding bouquet portraits. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, the spiritual animal portraits. You know that I know that sounds like a huge, diverse subject matter body and when you see Carissa's work you know it's hers that that style and that love and compassion and caring is is present in every piece so I hope that our listeners will go check out your work um, on the noise art gallery website uh, noiseartgallery.com you're in the artist pages there and then tell us some more about where we can see your work coming up yeah so I I obviously have a few pieces up at Noise all year long and participate in different shows with them. I don't have any shows coming up really soon that I have scheduled. We're kind of in those winter months where people kind of burrow down and try to stay warm. Um, But obviously, if you are an art fan or even the least bit interested in art, you should definitely plan on attending Art in the Garden. Mm. Um, I know it's it's several months before we get there, but that is my biggest event of the year. So I usually am kind of prepping for that all year long. You bet. Um, Count on that. Second Saturday of September every year. Yeah. So um, other than that, the best place to find me would be on my social media pages. I do Instagram and Facebook. um, Facebook under my name for my account and then Karis Fine Arts. Um, Karis Fine Arts 1, the number one, is kind of where my business page is. And you can always find me there and hear announcements about books I've illustrated and how to get them and different things I'm working on. Or if you have a question about um, something, maybe a vision that you have or something you've been wanting, whether it's a small portrait, like 5 by 7 size, anything to a book illustration job, you can always contact me, and I love hearing from people and hearing what their passion projects are and chatting with them. So please feel free to reach out to me anytime. Beautiful. And that can be done through your um, social media pages. You mentioned Carissa Bettendorf Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. uh, Karis Fine Arts One. And that's Mm -hmm. K-A-R-I-S, Karis Fine Arts One. Um, Or through Noya's Art Gallery. Um, You could uh, give the gallery a call at 402 475 one zero six one and we can help connect you um if you're more comfortable you know making a connection through humans <laughs> we uh, we love to do that and as uh, carissa mentioned she is uh, available for all kinds of commissions so i uh, would love to work with you and learn about your life and help you illustrate it well carissa i really appreciate you joining us today and uh, it's been delightful to hear your story and where you're at with things. And uh, the name of that new book again coming out uh, by early February, probably? Yeah, yeah. Remy, that's R-E-M-Y, Remy the Lonely Dragon. Uh-huh. So that will be available 
through Amazon, but also locally, which, you know, Lynette and I always say buy local. Yes. <laughs> so um, go ahead and you can connect with me and see when that comes out. And I'm really excited to see it and see that vision come to life. Mm. I love to buy your little books for my grandkids. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And you do have those available at Noya's Art Gallery. Uh, we didn't mention the several other books you have, but you have eight books now illustrated. Yes, yes. And uh, lots and lots of fun illustrations to enjoy. Well, I appreciate your time today, Carissa. Uh, this is Lynette Fast, and join us again, please, on Art Talk Live with our greatest appreciation to KZUM for hosting our podcast and helping us learn about life and the work of artists and what artists do and what artists think. Join us again at our podcast site at kzum.org or uh, listen in periodically on 89.3 FM. Our show will air. Thanks so much. Come back again. This is Julia Noyes from the Noyes Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.